We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast it is actual real football it is week one the 2022 nfl season is here i am one of your hosts of the thursday edition of the pack a day podcast jason perone you can find me on Twitter at Jason Perone, and I'm also over at Game On Wisconsin doing the Quick Slants podcast every Monday. Along with me and back after a one-week hiatus is Mark Eckel. And Mark, your Twitter handle is at MarkEckel08. And Mark, welcome back. How was your time on the West Coast, the other coast? Oh, nice. Very nice. I was um, spent some time with my daughter, who I hadn't seen in a while. We were talking about that. It's probably the longest I'd ever gone, we had ever gone without, we, we, we talk all the time, but he moved out to Oceanside, California, just north of San Diego. I just hadn't, hadn't gotten out there and she was busy. She's busy. You know, she actually, you know, has a really good job now and stuff. So it was nice. I, you know, I got to spend four or five days with her and uh, we, it was a good time. Gotcha. Well, welcome you know, back. Like, like you said, I went from one coast to the other. One coast to the other. And now you're, you're back home and glad to be back and in uh, Myrtle Beach, and we'll get to that in a minute. So we had to kind of throw up the the signal to to everybody. We had to record a little bit earlier than usual, but we still did get some weather this week from all of our usual. So we'll start with Robin Erickson in Oslo, Norway. Uh, Also want to send some some good vibes and good thoughts to Robin. He's um, got an ill family member that he is tending to right now, so hopefully everything turns out okay. But he said that the weather app says it's 66 degrees Fahrenheit. So you're noticing those temperatures dropping a little bit in in uh, Europe, getting a little less a uh, little less heaty. And then our friend Felix over in the vineyard sent some pictures of his grape crop, I guess it would be, and temperatures between 61 and 81 in Offenburg, Southwest Germany. So a little bit, a little variation there, although Norway's further north, so I can understand it being a little bit cooler. So that was it for, for Europe. That was our, our European contingent. We're already to you at the, at the beach over Myrtle beach. I'm sure they missed you uh, last week while you were gone, but how's things looking? It's been war- uh, it warmed up again. It's been um, mid eighties. I think, I think it might've hit like 88, 80, 89 today, actually. So yeah, we're, we're getting, um, what do they call that? A uh, post Labor Day summer, or I don't know, whatever it is. A late but summer? It's, no, it's 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 warm. They're calling for rain late, 
here today, being, today being Thursday. I know we're not taping on Thursday, but people are listening on Thursday. So it, we are supposed to get a little bit of rain Thursday. Okay. But other than that, it's been nice and warm. A little bit of precip. Okay, well, in Green Bay, it is 84 degrees and sunny. Wow, okay. Warmed up a little bit from earlier in the week, and it's it's in the mid-80s, and then there's some rain coming through over the weekend that'll drop it down. Actually, high of only 69 on game day, even though they're not playing in Green Bay. But on right. game day, a little bit of rain, and uh, so hovering right around the low 70s there. So that's the that's the weather forecast there, and that'll be important in another week because they're going to be getting ready to host the Bears for the opening uh, opener in Green Bay. Sunday Night Football, week two. So that'll be good. Yes, then. No surprise. I think I've told everybody we don't cool off here in the Phoenix area until like mid late October. So it's it's still warm. So cloudy, 102 degrees. Don't know if it's going to rain. It hasn't rained in a while. We had a bunch of rain that came through for a long time uh last month, but it's been mostly dry. So we're still hovering in the in the low 100s and sometimes the cloud cover actually traps the heat in there and creates a little bit of like a a blanket factor at times. It's kind of weird. Kind of a weird thing there. And then our friend Harry over to Kamloops to round it out. Been in the low 80s, but Thursday cooling off to 72, but sunny hmm. the whole week. Right. So Okay, that's nice. Not too bad. Not too bad. A little bit of rain somewhere, you know, everywhere, but uh, everybody's everybody seems to be doing well. And that's our, that's our weather. So on the Thursday edition, because this is our first time doing this during the season. We didn't, last season you were right. with a different group. So we're going to be doing the Packers defense against the opposing offense so that's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna focus on. So earlier this week, the unofficial depth chart came out for the Packers. Not a whole lot of surprises on defense. No. Most of the conversation centered around the offense and the offensive line, and who was and who was not listed on that or where they were listed on that depth chart. But as far as this this matchup here goes, Mark, I mean. Is I, I don't get too big into the X's and O's. I do know that the Vikings always play with their hair on fire against the Packers when it's in Minnesota. It doesn't matter how good each team is. They're always competitive games. The crowd is crazy. Weird things happen. You know, it's the it's the first game of the season, so you see a bunch of anomalies happen in week one. So it's it's Whatever we're going to talk about right now is just, it's almost more fun conversing because we haven't even seen three quarters no. of these players on the field yet. No, we haven't. The Packers didn't play anybody. Um, no one. Which I, I, I didn't like that. I still don't like it, but it is what it is now. Um, I don't personally, be, and it's not just the Packers. A lot of teams treat preseason as basically to see who's going to be, who's going to take up the, the final five or so roster spots. But um, I don't like, um, tell me if I'm wrong, but. Or tell me if you don't agree. I don't like opening with a division opponent. Oh, I am the opposite. Oh, you like that? I like getting the I like getting the divisional road. I should say I don't mind if it's not the opener, but I like getting the road games out of the way early. Oh no, I don't care about road. I just don't want to. I don't think the pack. I mean, uh, because the first week is so goofy, like you said, and mm-hmm. you know things happen the first week that you you look back ten weeks later and you're like. How the hell did that team beat that team? Like that team, like the, like the team that won opening day is now three and seven, and the team that lost to that team is now eight and two. And yeah, like, see the Packers versus the Saints last year. Yeah, right. Or a lot of times, you know. But so I, I you know, I don't. I just don't like opening. I'd, I'd rather they would have opened against the Jets or whoever. You know, not right. non, like the Eagles open with the Lions, and that's fine. You know, right. It, it's even a conference game, but it's not a division game. But well, it is what you know. Again. Well, on the, on the one hand, yeah, I mean, on the one hand, the competitiveness of it and, and the, the matchup. And I, like I said, the Vikings always have some extra juice for the Packers when they play in Minnesota. It doesn't matter 
which you know which direction each team is going. It's just it's always been that way. And when they were both good, uh, you know, some Vikings fans will say, well, they are both good this year. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Packers fans, I guess we don't know either. But when they were both good, it was really fun to watch. So, I, but oh, this, I mean, this is. Let's be honest. I mean, we both feel the Packers are going to win the North, right? And I think we both feel that's not, and that's not enough. I mean, that's not what the Packers are about: winning the North. The Packers are about winning, trying to win, get back and win a Super Bowl. Winning the North is step one. But I think the only challenge they have is the Vikings. I mean, the the Bears are dreadful. Mm-hmm. The Lions are better. The Lions are better. They're they're, they're not as they're, they're they're going to win more than what what they went two games last year, whatever it was. Yeah, they'll they'll be. They're going to be better, but they're not. It's they're, they're not. They're not a factor. They're they're still not a they're not relevant. I mean, I, I think they'll be a little more competitive than they were last year and 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 put a few more wins in the win column, but they're not going to win the North. So right. it's really a, it's a two team race. Mm-hmm. And this and you know the Vikings, Vikings as we as we get into the offense, I mean there is there's some talent here. I mean Justin Jefferson's a stud. There's no doubt about that. He's he's one of the top. Oh, he's probably the best wide receiver in in the North now, right? Yep, without a doubt. Yep. Not even close. Yep, that, that we that we know of. I mean, and I don't want I mean, to go overboard. Happen, He's, I, he is know. the best receiver. I mean, the Bears don't have anybody that's in the conversation. The yeah. Packers have two young guys that we don't know much about yet. The closest one that I can think of that we could even talk about is also very young, and we don't know what he's going to be in year two, and that's Imran Ross St. Brown. Right. And he, he probably, was, yeah. And we don't know much. We don't know enough about him. So yeah, Justin Jefferson is like he's that dude in the NFC right. North for sure. That's going to be. Thielen might be the second best. Probably yeah, is. Thielen's still good. Yeah, Thielen, Thielen's still good. K.J. Osborne's their third there. And then Irv Smith Jr. is the tight end. And he's listed as questionable. But everything that they've talked about so far has has been that they, they expect him to play. So it looks like the Vikings should have everybody we expect them to have. Dalvin Cook, obviously, running back. He's had some right. really good games against the Packers. Kirk Cousins, he's never lit the Packers up. But he's good enough that if, if he isn't bad, they've got a chance. And he's... I, I don't. I don't know. I guess he's never had these these great games against Green Bay. I mean, the, even the game in Minnesota last year that the Vikings sh- they they probably should have won. The Packers still could have stolen it if Darnell sure. Savage just holds onto the ball one one out yep. of two times. So, right or if they that. don't commit a you know if they don't commit a penalty or the refs don't call a dumb penalty uh, and negate one of those picks, then maybe things are a little bit different. But I guess if we want to start up front. With the offensive line, to me, oh yeah, let let. Well, I was gonna say let we we talked about Thielen and Jefferson and Osborne being the strength of the Vikings, right? That they're three wide receivers, but yep. I think they're playing right into the Packers' strength with Alexander Stokes and Douglas. Yes, and yeah. that's gonna be and that, and they're gonna be fun matchups. Yeah, I mean, Justin Jefferson's going to give them fits. He's going to catch the ball. I mean, you got to hope that Amos and Savage are ready at safety to help out and and now you've got some more speed in the middle there Devondre Campbell's still in the middle so it's it's not this barren wasteland that it was before I don't know how much of Quay Walker we'll see I don't know how much base we're going to see this this week I'll be interested to see what they roll out there in terms of their if if we see more nickel if we see some dime from the Packers I mean that's that's where things start to get a little bit shaky is at that corner corner and safety depth because it really drops off whereas last year last year it's going to be that yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't either. But last year, but I mean, they've upgraded it because now if you've got Russell Douglas in the in the spot that Shannon Sullivan, speaking of Shannon right. Sullivan, he will be on the other side of the field when the Packers' offense is on the field. Uh, that's a that's a nice upgrade at at corner there. The secondary oh, yes. is in much better shape. Yeah, and I don't. I I think, and I've been saying this since the offseason, that you're not going to see a lot of third three safety looks. 
anymore. You're 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 going to see well I'm, against the Vikings, especially if, if if they come out with the three wide, which they probably will. You'll see the three corners we just mentioned with the two safety, and you they may go. They could take Walker off the field and go three three five. You might see a lot of two four fives. You may see the two down linemen again with Clark, say Clark and, and Reed or Clark and Lowry. The danger there is Dalvin Cook. You don't want to be too light up front because then, then he could kill you. But on, on pass, you know, I think I think you'll see because of because of Walker and Campbell, who are two pretty good cover linebackers. I mean, either one of them can can cover the tight end if need be. Mm-hmm. I think I think the Packers are, aren't going to have to sub as deep as they I, as they had before. Um, I don't think, I don't think they'll play a lot of dime. I, I think they will be, and I think Savage at times could line up if a team right. went four wide receivers. I right. think you could put Savage on as a, as like a, a slot guy mm-hmm. and just leave Amos deep. I mean, they, I mean, the, the goal is always to have your best players on the field. And the guys we're talking about Lowry Clark and, and uh, Reed up front and Walker and, and Campbell and Smith and Gary and then Douglas, Stokes, Alexander, they're the best players. So I don't think you're going to reach down and and pull up a – it used to be Henry Black. Now I guess it would be – I don't know. Would it be Levitt or Ford, uh, mm-hmm. two newcomers? I, I think they're here for special teams, and only if a guy were to get hurt, they would go in. I, I think if, if they went if, – if they did go to a sixth defensive back, I'm thinking it, it could be John Charles. Shimon, yeah, Shamar Jean Charles, yeah. He had an okay pre he had an okay preseason, but you know he was really, playing against he had guys. A very good preseason, actually. I mean, he he's one of the guys I thought that really took that first to second year jump that that, that you always hear about. I mean, he was overmatched last year. He was not ready. No, he was no, NFL. he was not at all. Not and even. coming from App, you know, coming from App State, a good a good solid small school program. He must have been very disappointed this past oh. weekend. Tough game for that. Yeah, for very tough. Very tough ending. But like, and and that's the other thing too, Mark. And not to harp on it, but it is kind of a fun thing to talk about. Smaller school, right? So it took them takes them a while to adjust to the NFL. Sure, it ain't uh, Georgia, right? And even I mean, hey, listen, even Alabama and Georgia guys sometimes take take time. You know? Well, look but, at Devonte Wyatt. I mean, it's a perfect example right there. Like he's. I don't think we're going to see much of him on defense until. A few weeks in, like they're going to have to see him like perform at practice. I mean, now it's for real, and you've got. Yeah, I mean, why bother? And, you, and they don't have to force him either. I mean, you've got very capable players up front in Clark, Reed, Lowry, and even Slayton. I think I, I think TJ I think TJ Slayton is going to give him a couple of good snaps. I mean, they've got a good rotation up front. But as we're sitting here talking, and you're you're you know making your points here, I'm realizing once again how important it's going to be. You said you want your best players on the field. Well, they're going to need to stay healthy. Yeah. Because the depth starts to get and it it gets shaky at it. I mean, there's a reason that they're not starters, but that pass rush, for example, you know, behind Rashad Gary and Preston Smith, it's Jonathan Garvin and JJ Anikbari and Tipa Nalaya. Like they're you you literally don't you lose any push that you have up front when Yeah, I'm still surprised. Um and it's, you know, we got a it's only week one and there'll be moves could still be be made down the road but i'm still and i I wouldn't again i wouldn't be shocked if between now and whenever the packers don't add a veteran i've been saying it forever i'm maybe i'm going to be wrong but i still think they may add a another veteran edge uh pass rusher i just think they have to yeah they do unless 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 they think you know the rookie's ready to contribute. I mean, he had, again, he had a nice preseason. Preseason's a little different than the regular season. Uh, and if they think Garvin, this is his third year, this is his, it's time for him to show something now. I mean, he is young, still very young. He was very young when he, when he came out of Miami. But 
if there's a if there's a, a Whitney merciless type guy that, and that's who they brought in last year and he, and he played pretty well till he till he got hurt if there's a guy like that floating around or a guy that like that that they can get via trade I think they I think they have to do it and I think they 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 will do it yeah and it's in a season where as I've said I've said it many times before well you have this all of in front of you is what the Packers do you have to be open to making that move because you don't want that to be the one thing that keeps you from being successful and winning right. games. And, and I said, we did a mega show at Game On Wisconsin uh, that aired, uh, that we did on Sunday, or Monday, sorry, on Labor Day, that was a lot of fun. And we talked about our season predictions. And um, I don't know if we want to save it for the for the end of the show or not, or, or I can tell you what, where I thought the Packers would, would fit. Just spoiler alert, they're not going to win 13 games this year. But I do think that could also lend itself to them being a little bit more sharp, chiseled, ready, focused for the postseason, which I'm assuming that they're going to, because I will, I do think they're winning the North. You said that earlier to, uh, in the show. I agree. The Packers will win the North. I don't think they'll win 13 games, but I still think they'll they'll win the division. But you've got to make moves like that and make sure that you don't put yourself in a in a tough spot. And then I know that we're not the special teams, but we're talking about defense, and special teams is almost like an extension of the defense, in my opinion. In in terms of, and I guess maybe not in the, the return game, but. That's another area that I'm I'm concerned about is how good are these how good are these coverage units going to be, you know are they are they going to be are they going to get it together because these starters not only did they not play on offense or defense they didn't get in there and play on special teams in the preseason so how how ready to stay in their lane and and execute Rich Bisaccia's defense plan are they going to be that's that's a big part of it too where the, the defense could be good and we expect them to be good but if if they give up short fields and they're allowing Minnesota to, to start on the other side of the field and Dalvin Cook gets going for some reason they can't stop the run you make it really easy if you don't if you don't make Kirk Cousins have to beat you and that means making him throw the football then that's that's going to be a tough tough ask for well, yeah for I mean, the defense what one thing about you know the Vikings getting back to Packers defense versus the Vikings offense we we talked about them which I think is going to be very entertaining I think well is Alexander going to shadow Jefferson? That's another that's another really good question. I mean, I, if you I want like if you say you want your best players on the field, I would say you have to for for Justin Jefferson, I think you break the game plan and you do that. See, I like that. I again, I'm I I, I know I do this all the time and Packer fans probably say, "Stop talking about the Eagles. We don't care about the Eagles." But I I learned, I mean, I covered them for 30 years and I got to know there, you know, a lot of the things I learned about football came from Buddy Ryan and and Jim Johnson and Jeff Fisher and all the defensive court Emmett time, all the defensive coordinators that that I worked with, they matched up. They they you know when the Eagles had uh, Troy Vincent and Bobby Taylor and Al Harris as their corners, three very good good corners, they would match up. Troy would play the fast guy, Bobby would play the the bigger guy, you know, and Al would be in the you know the third guy. So you know when they went three deep, um, or three wide, and I think I think you know I I'm I'm a I'm a big we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Believer in that. Why not? Why? Don't let your, like, I don't want Roswell Douglas, you know I love him, right? You know I've been not matching up one on one against Jefferson though. Picked him no. off the practice squad of Arizona, right? But he's not the fastest guy in the league, right? I mean, that's been his that's been his problem. Is you know he's he's not as fast as Stokes and Alexander, so you don't want him on a on a speedy guy. You want him on the big strong guy, right? If I'm not mistaken, last year, and I'm picking on that one deep touchdown in Minnesota that Jefferson caught. I think that was on Kevin King, and Roswell Douglas is is at his best playing what's in front of him, not tracking the not not taking receivers right. deep. And it, that could be end up being the same situation. So no, you want, so you I, want, want I just want Alex, I want Alexander on Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make it wherever Jefferson is, Alexander lines up. And if you want to give him safety help, that's up to you. But I want Alexander on on Jefferson. Put you know, I don't and then you, I don't care about I mean Thielen's good too, but either one Douglas or Stokes can handle Thielen, I think. And take it from there. Right. And then the big, I think, the big advantage the Packers have in this game, and we talked about the they don't have great depth at the pass rush, but the two starters are pretty darn good, Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith, and I like both of them going against the Vikings' tackles. Now the Vikings is interesting; their offensive line is not from a lack of of resources. They they're starting five offensive linemen, three second round picks, and two first round picks. Mm-hmm. So they've tried, they've tried. To, to fix their offensive line. They, they, they've spent, you know, five very high draft picks on their guys. They're just not that good. I mean, uh, Christian Darisol at left tackle, first-round pick in, in 21, did not have a great rookie year. Now, we don't think he could get better, obviously. But I think, you know, I, I like I like Rashawn Gary going against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Cleveland – did Cleveland do okay? I thought he did okay last year. Ezra Cleveland? Yep. He's okay. He's okay. He started, he's their left guard. And if you ask um, Vikings fans like Garrett Bradbury, he's he's you, you know, he's I don't not, I don't see he I mean, the name because he was the first a center that went in the first round, which you don't see very often, and he did, and he's he's been okay. Like they're all okay, okay, but you know um, you they have that's a rookie that, at right guard. Well, that's a good Ed, Ed, that's Ed Ingram. That could be good for uh, Kenny Clark then. Yes, I expect big game 
my my player of the game this week is, and I, you know, he's a, he, I, we've said it before. I mean, I, I talk, talk about Kenny Clark all the time. He's my favorite player on the team. I expect, I, I think Kenny Clark will be the defensive star of the game this week. If he's the defensive star of the game, is there any way the Packers don't win this game then? Because if he is, that means things went are going to go extremely well. Well, no, I, I yeah, I think the Packers win the game, but the only way it wouldn't would be if they lost 13-10 or something. You know, if the offense just can't get out of its own way mm-hmm. because they didn't play at all. Mm-hmm. I just think, know. yeah, and I, I mean, obviously, we, you know, but I think if, if if you tell me, it's one of those things where if you're going to, if you tell me right now that Kenny Clark is going to be the best player for the Packers on defense, that means to me that Dalvin Cook probably didn't torch this this right. defense for hundreds of yards. I mean, he's had some really, really big games against the Packers. Oh, he's a good player. Dalvin and Cook's if very- and if that's the case, yeah, I mean, I think he's at this point right now. I don't I don't know if we still think Derrick Henry is the best running back in the league. Dalvin Cook might be it. So well, you know, he's. He's, you know, some people in Wisconsin might argue with you. <laughs> he's gotten a lot of hype, and he was top ten in the in the top one hundred. If you're for whatever that's worth to you, it's not worth anything it to me because the players me. vote for it and they vote for their friends. But, but yeah, I for a second there I thought you were talking about the Packers, and then I realized Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, no, he's he's fantastic. I mean, he's he's essentially at this point right now what the, all of the the love that Zeke Elliott got when he first came out. I think Jonathan Taylor is getting that now, and he's very good. He's a very good runner, but. The cook is cook is gonna cook is gonna give the the Packers some a challenge. I mean, he his big thing now. What I'm interested to see is Cook used to get to the edge, and it was just that deficiency in speed the Packers had while they uh, for those couple first years that he was in the league. Whereas now, I think sideline to sideline, the Packers are a lot faster, and so yes. I I expect I expect them to be better at cutting off that edge and and taking away that uh, turn the corner. Well, yeah, and again, it goes. That's where I think the Packers front. Whether it's Clark Lowry and Reed with Slayton coming in sometimes, and then you know the, the inside linebackers uh, Campbell and 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 Quay Walker are going to have a big play in this game. I mean, they're that's who's going to stop Cook. I mean, that that's what you want. I mean, you know, I don't, yeah, Cook's a great back. Barry Sanders was a great back, and when he when he when he played the Packers in the playoff game, and Reggie White's Packers won, he had minus yards. I'm not saying Cook's. I'm not saying the Vikings, they're going to hold Cook to minus yards, but yeah. Yeah, I don't care was... how good a running back is. If the defensive line is dominating the offensive line, you know, you end up with Barry Sanders going for minus yards, right? Yeah, so. that was that was a great performance. That was a playoff game. Yes, it was. Which is what that, that was a great, that was an awesome performance. And if I remember correctly, that was like back in 94, like Terrell Buckley was on the team. And that was before the Packers turned the corner. I think that was, was right, a year they, before. It was, first, yeah, it was early homeroom. And they just starting. They just started to to get good. Yeah, that was in. I think that was the '94 season, and then the next year was '95 when uh, Freeman came in, and that was the, that was when you're like, okay, this team's right on the doorstep. And yeah, they, sure enough, they and, won that game in '90. They won. They won 16 to 12. Yeah, and um, that was Reggie and and Steve McMichael was on that team. Jeez, Sean Sean Jones and Reggie were the ends, and they had yeah Steve McMichael and uh, John Jerkovic. Yeah. And then the linebacker Bryce Pop was still there. George Koontz was in the middle. Yeah. And Buckley was one of the corners, you're right. Doug Evans and of course Hall of Fame, Leroy Butler. Leroy George Butler. Dean, new who recent. I didn't believe had a, had a big play in that game. Yeah. But yeah, that's the year that was the second year they made they made, they made the playoffs first for the first time in ninety three and, and beat the Lion on a far of touchdown pass late. And then well, we the all know that one Lions again to, the following year. To Sterling. And beat him again. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, was... that game was in Green Bay. The first year they beat him in, in Detroit, I believe. 
Yep. Yes. Ninety. The ninety-four game was was in Green Bay. A lot of fun times. Well, just going back a little little history lesson for you there. Yeah, geez, that was also so the this, last so time that the Lions were regularly making the playoffs either. Yeah, and I they, actually covered the last Lion playoff win in nineteen ninety. They beat the Cowboys in ninety. Oh, that yeah, that that is. It's been a, that's how long it's been a really long time. Yeah, and I actually covered the game. They beat the Eric Kramer had a big game. <laughs> that was Dallas's first year making the playoffs with their great team, make Troy and Emmett and all those guys. Yeah, that was their first year in the playoffs. Yeah, thank you, uh-huh. thank you, Vikings. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Vikings, um, for that one. Well, and they have you know we I didn't mention I think it's to be more of a of a factor on special teams, but Vikings just picked up Jalen Rager. Yeah. And he'll do some. He'll do some. Probably more kick return, punt return for them. I think he's listed I, as he? he's listed as the he's listed as the punt returner. I mean, that's a guy that I, I'm going to say I was wrong. I mean, Eagles took him, so they they made the big mistake. But I, I, I didn't. I thought he was going to be a good player. Mm-hmm. I really did. I, I not great. I didn't. I mean, I'm I'm not. He was in that class with with Justin Jefferson, and that's the big thing. Eagles took him over Jefferson. And there's video. There's video of uh, Mike Zimmer and the Vikings front office laughing. Mm-hmm. When they when 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 the commissioner says the Philadelphia Eagles select Jalen Rieger, TCU, the Vikings are late because they had the next pick and they're they're laughing that they got Jefferson. Right. Well, now they got both of them. Yeah, yeah. Rieger was. But there was talk. I'm glad you brought brought Rieger up. There was you know there was talk that the Packers and Eagles talked about Rieger. Right. Well, what the heck did the, the Vikings got him for nothing? So what, what was the, what were the Packers offering? Less well, than nothing. Did they want him? Is the question. Maybe they didn't. I, that's what I'm saying. If they wanted him, they would have gotten him. I right. mean, it, it didn't cost them. They, the Vikings gave up next a seventh this year, next year, like a, a conditional, whatever. That I mean, it's not like the Vikings gave up a lot. And they, oh, well, we weren't going to give him that much. I wonder what. I don't know. I mean, no, he he's an outside guy. That's why the Eagles took him. They didn't want a slot guy. They wanted an outside guy. That's so why they took Rieger. He hasn't been. I mean, he hasn't been anything. They must but, really like. I mean, they must really be confident and, and like. Lazard and Sammy Watkins, then. No, I mean I don't understand what why the what. The only thing I could think of because the the report was that the Packers and Eagles talked on draft during the draft about the Packers acquiring Rieger, and the only thing I could think of is if they didn't get, say Watson had gone bottom of the first and they didn't get him, or if Dobbs wasn't there, and if you know, but maybe maybe once they got Watson and Dobbs, they said, "Nah, we're okay. We don't need Rieger." Right. That's my only guess. That and they, they talked prior to the draft, you know, prior to the start of the draft, and the Packers said, "Hey, listen, if things don't break our way, and we're, yeah, give us a call, and we and and we'll give you a third day pick for them." Well, but they're when both. They got, I mean, if Watson and Dobbs, Dobbs both turn out to be what we hope they can be, then they're fine. I mean, I don't, I don't think they, they would have necessarily needed to make that move, but they, the, no, you know, what, the Eagles weren't is. asking for much, so I don't know. That's what I'm saying. When when they said. Other teams were other teams, including the Packers, talked to the Eagles. I'm like, well, what could they have offered? Because the Vikings got them for like, like I said, for next to nothing. How much less could the Packers have offered them? Yeah, I don't know. Unless, unless the Packers didn't want to give any picks, maybe they, they were trying to trade them Cole Van Landen for him or something. I don't know. Right. Well, they already they already did that flip a uh, flippage. And got a, they got a draft pick. Yeah, they you know, got a draft pick. And, and a player for a player, maybe. Ty Summers didn't even make the Jaguars' final roster. No. No, they claimed him, claimed him one week and cut him the next week. Cut him the next week. Did make it. Kind of a so. shame. He's, he's a nice, he's, he's a good guy. He's just not a, you know. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. 
It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Packers are turning a corner this year. I mean, and, and Rich Bisaccia probably got in there and said, hey, we can't we can't keep running with some of these guys. Like, they're, they're not going to get it done on, on this kind of special teams that I want to play because they, uh, they've, you know, they moved on from... Uh, quite a few of those fringe roster players and and replaced them with different guys. They brought in Rudy Ford. Like they're really, I hope that 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 turns out to be helpful for the special teams. And they're gonna, it's gonna be important in this first one. Anytime you're playing against a divisional team inside on turf, I mean most of the surfaces are turf anymore. And every, the players are all fast now, but this is gonna be a big test right out of the gate for special teams. And they're. Ability oh yeah, to... every every week's gonna be a test for special teams. Um, I'll I'll say this because I I was I, I I texted you this a week ago when I was away, but I love the pickup of uh, Rudy Ford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I mean, did. I think he's one of the best special teams players in the league. I really do. I mean, if you had to list the top ten special teams players in the league, he's 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 on that list. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, he's really really good. That was a, that. That's when when I saw the Jacksonville uh, cut him, I was like, oh god, I hope the Packers pick him up. I mean, he really he's the kind of guy that. Remember when when we I don't know one of the weeks that we talked about special teams, I had said to you that you need that guy. The Eagles had Ike Reese, and he became that guy, and then special teams got better. Just like I said, you know, on, on offense, you need a guy. You need Aaron Rodgers, right? And on on defense, you need whether it's Kenny Clark or Rashawn Gary or Alec, whoever that you need. Well, special teams does too. They you need you need if, if you're going to be a good special teams or you know an average special teams even you need somebody's got to be that guy the, the the a star and they have one now I think in in in, in Ford. Well, his tape looks great. He looks really. I mean, he's no, very yeah, no, very he's sound. He's fast. Like he's you know he he's if he can do what what he has done and we've seen it before then just you know it would it would just be nice. If the other guys had to go seventy, well, here's what I I, I told a friend of mine this last whenever it was we were talking about. Somebody, I said I would sign up for this every every opposing kickoff when the other team kicks off to the Packers, let it go in the end zone. Start, and I'll start at the twenty-five every time. Let every punt go in the end zone, and I'll start at the twenty. And I want the same thing. I want every one of my kickoffs to go in the end zone, and every one of my punts to go in the end zone. I'll sign up for that right now. Would yeah. you? Of course, because it takes away any of the risk. Right, exactly. That's my I thing. Is I, I mean, I'll be, happy, I, I'll be happy with a push. Yeah, I, I, it takes it takes away the risk. I mean, unless all of a sudden Pat O'Donnell is like this coffin corner expert, which he's not. Well, that would be nice. I mean, and don't get me wrong, but I, but I'm, I can't have everything. So haven't seen enough of him to know if he's that good or that accurate. And and then the other question is, is how does he do when the weather turns? We don't know. Oh, he's kicked in Chicago. Yeah, he has. He has. By the way, um, the weather won't matter. Did you see the news, Mark? The weather won't matter as much in Chicago uh, when they build this dome stadium that they're going to build in in, uh, the suburbs. Yeah, how about that? (laughs) So the Packers are going to be the only open-air stadium in the entire division. The Vikings, Lions, and Bears will all have 
a, a dome or a retractable uh, cover. And they'll, that's why they'll, and they'll keep winning the division. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because <laughs> when those dome teams come outside, though, they won't know. They don't know what to do. That's right. Except for yeah, except for a couple that came through here and and ruined a couple things. But not dome. Yeah, I mean, is well, they dome teams. The Atlanta Falcons in two oh, thousand. That was that was twenty years ago, but still. Yeah, I thought you meant recently. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, definitely not recently. I mean, what what else? I mean, it's it, again. I think this will be this will this will gain some juice as soon as we have some offensive performance or defensive performance to talk about as far as what the players are doing and who's getting hot and who's doing well and who's not doing well, doing well. This week one is just kind of, this is the, the lineup versus that lineup. And then we'll see what happens. I mean, I guess it depends on if Minnesota is able to run their game plan. Now, the other thing too is new head coach, right? New offense. Yeah. So we, we didn't really talk about that. I don't know if you have any opinions or any thoughts on that. New head coach is starting out. You know, they're, they don't, I don't know what their, what their records are. Matt LaFleur won his first game, but it was a really low scoring game and the offense wasn't anything super special that night. So I don't know if there's any, any impact it there. Generally, I, my opinion is it generally takes time. Um, especially if you're a totally new coach, if you're, you know, um, which, which the Vikings have, I mean, coming in with a whole new system, a, a, a new defensive court, you know, it, it's, it's a whole new defense, a whole new team, new schemes, so yeah, I mean, more again. I, I'm you know I'm sure there's been teams with new coaches that have jumped out quickly, but for the most part, it usually takes a little bit of time for the players to get acclimated to the new looks they have now. Now again, like Tampa Bay, they have a new coach, but it's not the same. He was their defense coordinator. Brady's basically the offensive coordinator, so. Uh, <laughs> It doesn't matter there, and actually, he did keep he, he they they kept left, which has the offense corner. So, like Tampa with a new head coach isn't quite the same as the Vikings with a new head coach, or or you know um, Denver, you know Nathaniel Hackett going there, um, putting in a whole new system for the Broncos. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's it take it generally it takes a little bit of time. And the Packers, you know, I think three of the first four games are against rookie head coaches, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, you got Vikings, I, you wouldn't Vikings talk, Bears, and first three, three and four to first five. That's what it is. They played the Vikings with their new coach, Bears. Tampa, like I said, not it's new, but it's not. It's Bowles not has been a head coach one. before. What's that? Bowles has been a head coach before, right? Yeah, he was with the Jets for a little yeah. bit. Uh, then they got New England. That guy's been there a couple years. Yeah, just he? a few. <laughs> yeah, but then but then, the, but then they get the Giants in London with with, with Dable, who's brand new. And the Giants are three be, brand three yeah, guys who never co- who never been head coaches. Three of the five, three of their first five games are against brand new head coaches, and then the other one, and then the fourth is against Todd Bowles, who he was a head coach before, but this is his first year as head coach at Tampa. Yep, yep. Now don't forget, Kevin O'Connell was in the league as a player as recently as 2012. He was with the Chargers. He didn't start, obviously. It was behind Philip Rivers, right. but he's. You know, he was with the offensive coordinator of the Super Bowl champion Rams. So he comes in with a little bit of confidence and and good things going on. I mean, the the Vikings roster is not the Rams roster. They super certainly don't have Cooper Cup and right. and any iteration of Odell Beckham Jr. on that roster. But I still think it's going to be a, a pretty good matchup. So I think we already talked about how we think the game is going to fare. So I guess we should we should go there. I mean, how do you how do you see this one shaking out? And since it's the beginning of the season. What is your overall outlook as far as the Packers and what they're gonna what they're gonna do this season? Oh, I, oh okay, yeah. This game, I don't know. I first weeks are so hard to predict because, like you said, I don't. 
Uh, who would have thought what happened last year when they, they they were just awful against the Saints? I hope they're. I thought they learned from that, and I think they did. I just you know they didn't play anybody in preseason, but maybe they had stuff. They have a different approach. Um, I think they win this game. I do. I don't. I but again, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked, and I wouldn't be crazy upset if they didn't because it is the first week. I see them winning the division. You said they 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 won't get thirteen. You're probably right, but I think they'll get at least 12. Okay. I think they'll win 12. I, I think that's what I picked, 12 and 5, um, and win the division. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to pick – I did not pick them to go, to go to the Super Bowl because I've picked them the last two years, and they didn't. So uh, I'm like, all right, maybe if I don't pick them, they will. <laughs> so I didn't pick them to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, we're in the same bucket there. As far as this week's game goes, I think if they're going to win it – just it's a road game, week one, all the weird stuff too. Like you, like you said, I agree. If they're going to win, if the Packers are going to win this game this week, I think it's going to have to be kind of like walk off style at the end. Like I, I just Minnesota's at home, even though the Packers have a quarterback advantage, which is usually where I lean in that that situation. I just you know it's the first week, so I'm 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 not as as confident. Although if if they steal a win going into week two, I feel very good about the week two game. I can tell you right now, I can already I already tell you how week two is going to end. I don't care how week <laughs> one goes, you know, regardless of what happens. Week two, the Packers are are gonna they're gonna the the home crowd at Lambeau for the opener is gonna leave happy uh, for that particular game. But as far as this this season, I'm I said eleven and six okay, for their good. for the final record. I said eleven and six win the division. I don't, and I'm same thing. I don't, I don't have the Packers going to the Super Bowl. I don't know who they're going to face and what the matchup is going to be, but I think they'll win their home playoff game for being a division winner. They'll get that win, and then they'll they'll have to go on the road at that point. And I, I don't, I don't know who they're going to face, but I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll get there. Whether it's the divisional round or the conference championship game, again, I'll believe it when I see it. Yep. And I, I just, there's too many questions. I just, as far as the the special teams, can they be good enough to, to make this team to, to not be a liability? Cause if that happens, then, you know, maybe they do get one or two more and they do end up with the 12 or 13 if they possibly can. But, but the way they blew some games last year, it's just, you know, and you, you just, at some point, the, the, I don't want to say regression to the mean because Matt LaFleur is averaging 13 wins over three seasons. It's definitely warranted, but at some point, they're going to that's that's very successful. I mean those are very good teams. That's a very good yeah. record, 13 and 4. Uh and if you consider that your starter, your starting quarterback missed one of those games, it very easily could have been 14 and 3. And they didn't care about the last one. And didn't care yeah, that's true. And didn't care about the last one, then maybe, you know, maybe but at some point you'd think things are going to going to kind of calm down a little bit. But like I said, that might also almost work in their favor if they have, if they're a little bit more focused and sharp and they don't have this weird lack of confidence like Tunyon talked about on the Barstool interview a couple weeks ago going into Mm -hmm. the end of the season and they are fighting for their lives I mean it worked well the last time they won a championship it was do or die on the road you know you were there for one of them in the uh in Philly and uh and that was that was a that was a great game and Mark I'm gonna ask you to before we do like you know what's coming up on Packer Report and, and sign off here I have to ask you about one specific play, and I know that obviously you watch games differently when you're covering them. That open field tackle of Deshaun Jackson by Des Bishop. Oh, my God, yes. No, that was – I'm glad you brought that up. Nobody – that's a play that gets overlooked. Oh, I didn't forget about it. You know, I'm glad you – yeah. When when Jackson caught it, (laughs) um, you know, I'm I'm in the – it looked – I mean, and he's broken – he's broken that tackle before, Mm -hmm. you know. That that could have been that it's 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 you know the Packers would there there was enough time at that point that Rodgers would have had another chance as well but that could have been that could have been the 
disastrous. I mean, I, that could have been that. That was. <laughs> Everyone talks about the interception in the end zone, which was great, obviously, to, to end the game. But yeah, that shoestring tackle. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, yeah. <laughs> I, think they, I, I just it's it's Deshaun that. Jackson, and the Packers have gotten snake bitten by really good running backs and receivers like that before. I, and it, and the fact that Des Bishop had to step in and take over for Nick Barnett, who was the starter earlier that mm-hmm. year. And he turned out to be such a big part of that team. And I had been pounding the drum for him to play more for the last, at least season, if not two. And he finally got on the seat. Cause I think he started playing well at, at the end of 2009. He still wasn't a starter in 10, but he had to step in. And when he did, they started making some really, really, really nice plays. Just a heady player, always in the right spot. Wasn't the fastest guy on earth. I mean, no one's as fast as Deshaun Jackson. Not then. I mean, but he was that. He was. Oof. That yeah, was, he was a, a big. Blur. That was a is big, he, big, big. Is play. he in the league? Packers yeah, he's a free. Sign him like yeah, this he's, week and then cut him like in the week five or something. <laughs> well, he's a free agent. He's thirty-five now. He's a free agent. Yeah, and he's all. I mean, he can still run though. I think. Yeah. I mean, he's not as fast as he was, but he's still faster than most. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So he could probably help. Right. He could probably help somebody somebody out at some point there. But like, so maybe he doesn't want to play anymore. Maybe he just you know, he's, like you said, he's 35. He played a long time. Maybe he could. I'm just curious. I didn't. I don't think anybody signed him. No, he's he's out there. He's free agent. Hasn't signed with anybody yet. So with week one coming up here, what uh, are the are you what are you what are you what is your weekly assignment going to be over at Packer Report? What's up now? What's upcoming? And what are you what can we look forward to this season? What what are you doing? Well, what's up right now is my predict my NFL predictions, uh, division by division, and then MVP, rookie of the years, all that kind of stuff. Uh, coming later today uh, will be some Packer opening day memories. Some of the best you know, opening day per- performances by by Packer play- teams and players through the years, uh, and then as it, when the season gets underway, um, I'll have my after the game. I'll have my instant analysis. Um, I'll, I'll get it up as soon as I can when the game as when the game's over. Um, so that'll be up Sunday night. Okay, very good. And Quick Slants podcast will be up on Monday after the game. It'll be a nice recap. I've got Eric. Thompson of the Daily Norseman coming on the show, regardless of what the obviously the outcome is going to be. He covers the Vikings, so we'll have a nice conversation and break down how everything turned out. And you and I will be back again for the Packers defense against the Bears offense. I have a feeling it's going to be a fun conversation next week. (laughs) I hope so. Absolutely. Well, it's been another good one. Thanks, everybody, for riding along with us. I hope everyone enjoys the first week of the season. It's been a long enough offseason. It's time for some Packers football. So enjoy the game that is. We'll be back again next Thursday. Everyone take care of yourself. And as always, go Pack Go. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.